Welcome to the Dive into Reiki podcast. I'm Natalie, and together we will enjoy a series of conversations that explore the journey of Reiki practitioners and teachers from all lineages. 100% Reiki-focused stories, 100% human. Hi, and welcome to the Dive into Reiki podcast. Today we have a beautiful guest from Germany, Aileen Weisman. And Aileen came to Reiki after an emergency operation with near-death experience. Given up by conventional medicine, she started to learn Shingon Reiki and more about what Shingon Reiki is a little bit later. With this combination of Usui Reiki and Buddhist Taoist healing, Aileen was able to start a new life without chronic pain and frequent operations. Since 2015, she has been practicing meditation intensively and soon afterwards began to learn Qigong and Tai Chi. In Qigong lessons, she noticed parallels to Reiki and other methods with hands-on healing. To find out more about these relationships, in addition to Qigong Reiki training, she also attends Qigong, martial art courses, and calligraphy training. And uh, obviously, as a fellow martial artist, like my heart just blooms when I hear Qigong and martial arts and Reiki. But we will actually start by welcoming you today. Thank you for saying yes to coming on the podcast. Yes, hello, and thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here today. <laughs> thank you. And we're going to start with your journey. So uh, obviously, the circumstances uh, that you came into Reiki were very health-related, but I still would love for you to tell us a little bit about you and perhaps a little your perception of what Reiki was and then this encounter with Reiki. Um, yes, Um I grew up as a very spiritual child and um, I knew people who practiced methods with uh, healing hands, but I always thought that they are so high, so much developed, so, so wise that I never had the idea to learn such a method when I was very young. And um Later on, there was also a time when I thought I want to go to university and stay at university or in a museum and work as a historian. And then um, someone told me, yes, when you go this path, then you have to forget everything about spirituality. So then there is just history and science and um, these spirituality things, um, yes, put it away because it's not good for your career. <laughs> and so for many years, um, I tried to forget spirituality, but um, it didn't work for me. <laughs> and um, in 2015, I was very exhausted because I'm highly sensitive and um, I went to university, I had five jobs um, to earn money for university and I was so, oh. And uh, then I started meditation. And when I started meditation, then I remembered, oh, spiritual things, this was so nice when I was a child. And um, I loved this. And my meditation teacher had a lot of gems and stones and um, crystals. And then I remembered, oh, I have crystals too. And then I called my parents and told them, please, when you visit me next time, then bring my crystals. I want them to have here around me because they have good energy for meditation. 
and um, they were a bit um, but um, they didn't ask. They just brought my gems and crystals and I meditated. And soon after meditation, I also started with Qigong and yoga. And it was a time where I experimented a lot. And um, at some point in my Qigong practice, I saw that this is cultivating life energy. And then I asked my teacher if methods like Reiki and other methods with healing hands, um, if there are some connections between all these methods, because I think there must be a connection. And then she said, yes, there are many connections, but it's very important to separate all these methods and um don't do this and this you have to choose and then you stay with this method and yes don't do anything messy here <laughs> and um, then I thought okay um, I have to to think about it it remembered me a bit um, on the day when someone told me um, you have to choose spirituality or science, and um, I thought, yes, maybe, maybe that's not does not work for me. I have have to look, and um, then I discovered Reiki, and Reiki was a kind of mystery for me because I talked with people and I asked them, yes, you have this methods um, with healing hands and you learned Reiki. What is Reiki about? Yes, I think there's much more than um, just um, just the hands. And they all were, yes, Reiki is, is, is great. Um, it's also a very, very mighty method, but no one told me what exactly it is about Reiki. So it was really, really kind of mystery, a secret and um, yes, I was very curious about it, and um, but I didn't figure it out until the day when I visited um, my Qigong teacher, and this was in a in a very hard time for me because some months ago I had this surgery and this was really really a mess, and um, I nearly died when I was in this operation. And so, yes, I, I was really so of, yeah, I need Qigong and meditation a lot. And then she said, I have something for you and I think it will make you smile. And then I thought, okay. And then she offered me a manual, um, not a complete book, but a very very uh yes a thick manual and i thought okay what's that and um then i looked in it and then i saw it's shingon reiki and i didn't know anything about shingon reiki at this um, time but i i looked in it and then um because i was trained as a historian for a religious history to see uh, things how how other people work and then I thought wow that's so nice it's spirituality but it's combined with science and here is someone who works like a historian works 
es ist so so beautiful and um, I also saw some um, Buddhas in there, the medicine Buddha, and then I was fascinated because um, he's also called the Lapis Lazuli Buddha, and I like stones and crystals so much. So I thought, wow, this um, Shingon Buddhism seems to be something special to me because there are Buddhas and crystals and so many. Uh, yes, uh, mystery and nice things in it. And um, then I asked uh, who did who who has written this? Um, and she, she said, it's the teacher of my teacher. And um, then I saw the name. Um, it's Mark Mark Hosak. And then I thought, okay, maybe he is. I don't know, in a big city far away, <laughs> but he was not. He was in the near of Heidelberg. And then I could read that he studied in Heidelberg, just like me. And he studied art history of East Asia and Japanology. And he has written a dissertation about the origins of the Reiki method. And I thought, oh, I have to know this guy because I always felt a bit out of place when I was at university. Many people told me you're so spiritual. Yes, <laughs> they didn't like that. And other people, um, when I was um, at meditation groups and in Qigong, they told me, yes, you are so academic. You are from university. You, you think too much. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I was a bit alone with my approach to spirituality, where I always tried, um, yes, to see it as a historian, but of course, also with the heart, but most people didn't like this. Um, so I thought, yes, um, that's good. I will visit him and then we will see. And so I could find a true soulmate because um, we are similar in, in this case. And so I was very, very happy about this. And um, I had very good experiences with Reiki. I had no um, expectations because I meditated a lot with mindfulness meditation and the bits and meditation. So I had no, um, uh, I, I did not say Reiki has to do this or this. I was just, just curious and um, wanted to see. And, uh, but then my scar pain from the surgery disappeared after giving Reiki twice. It was just gone and it never came back. And so I thought, wow, that's, that's great. <laughs> and, um, yes, um, then, uh, unfortunately, um, my, um, my illness returned after some months after the surgery and then it was not not possible that there was a new surgery because the doctor said no you have almost almost died and we don't know what to do we we can't help you because yes it's it's kind of hopeless so go home yes oh, great. <laughs> and yes doctor? 
was really, really hard. Uh, some of them were, were very friendly. They said they will figure out a plan, but they need time. And others just said, no, um, yes, just, just go, go out. And, um, so, um, this were difficult times for me and I um, was much in pain. It was not, not good. And there was just, one treatment possible and this was extremely painful that um, I always uh, was uh, much in fear um, and so I I thought I, I had to I have to do something I I need a solution for me I need hope and I um, need um, need something for for myself love yes for for me what I can do and so I started um, Reiki very intensively. Um, I um, gave myself Reiki applications in every possible moment. And often I combined it with the medicine Buddha and his mantra. And then uh, one day I decided I will do a special medicine Buddha meditation for 41 days. And then I hope that I will have much more hope in this situation and become stronger. And um, yes, I, I think it's a good, good thing. So for me, and then I started and um, after the 41 days, I never needed the painful treatment again. It's not that it was a magic solution for the problem. Um, it's something you have to work on, also not um, just on this illness, also on the mind and um, the inner child and all these um, inner parts of us, um, of course. But I was very happy that this really terrible treatment, um, I, I didn't need any more. And then I was very happy and I decided that I want to work more with these things because it's such a good thing for all people in the world. Um, I, I think it's Reiki is a path of development, personal development and spiritual development. And it's a process of also of transformation in in yes um in a very very beautiful and friendly way and so i decided i want to learn more about reiki and then i attended many events and seminars in reiki and so yes um i became then a shingon reiki practitioner later um, a master teacher and i always um was happy to work with the medicine order because um, this was my yes my first uh, mantra with with Reiki and it was so so great Perfect. yes and yeah <laughs> let me ask you something because obviously you're familiar with the medicine Buddha but most of our viewers or listeners may not be uh, so if you can perhaps also tell me why 41 days and why and a little bit more about the medicine Buddha um, yes the medicine Buddha is a Buddha in Tantric Buddhism, and um, he is also related to Dainichi Nyorai because in Tantric Buddhism, 
the people think that you have this one great Sun Buddha Dainichi Nyorai, who is also the source for the Reiki power. And then um, he is like the sun and the sun has different rays and the Buddhas are rays of um, this great sun, but, but also we human beings and all other living beings um, so that you can say we are all connected to each other. And the medicine Buddha lived um, according to the stories in Buddhism as a human being. He was a man and he wanted to help other people. And so he became um, a bodhisattva, which is um, a concept of someone who is very compassionate and wants to help other people on the path of enlightenment. And um, then after some time, he became a Buddha And then he has um, a pure land now, um, which we can see as a concept in, in the astral world, if you want to, want to use these words, yes, in the astral world. And um, this pure land is um, full of lapis lazuli stone. <laughs> And um, he's also a blue Buddha, lapis lazuli blue. So um, you here have um, this wonderful uh, stone. Ah, I also have a lot of here. Beautiful. And That's huge um, chunk. Yeah. There are often um, a bit uh, a pyrite sparkles in lapis lazuli. So it looks like um, the sky at night with stars. And these golden sparkles we, we can see as um, uh, a connection to Dainichi Nyorai, the great sun Buddha. So we have here in Lapis Lazuli a combination <laughs> from um, these two Buddhas. And um, this 41-day meditation, it is a practice you can do um, with, when you want to, to uh, make kind of uh, inner clearing of uh, the energy body. So it's not um, just Reiki on the body. It has also to do with Reiki in the aura so that you don't um, say, yes, I, for example, have a pain at the hand. And so I, yes, um, have a symptom and, and do the hand uh, hands on it. It is more about the uh, inner development so you can reach all the um, subjects of the chakras and um, um, different um, parts in your life where, where you know, okay, it's um, about happiness and also about um, your path, your vision, all these themes we also have in the chakras. And then you give Reiki to these parts of you and then you can um, regulate many things and you become more clearness about what you what you want to do and also if there are some yes pain from situations in the childhood or in your past so that you you got um, good connection to your to your inner world 
And um, so you can say that it is much about much work about uh, development, personal development. And um, then, yes, it is kind of um, um, surprise what happens then because no one can, can know, I think. Um, but all people who did it told me that they were very happy that they have um, made this meditation because um, things in their life started to change and they also um, often had uh, health issues and then they became better but it was not just this it was like um, a change um, in the mind so that they could see other solutions and they had more happiness and um, more hope and so I thought in my situation this is the right thing to do uh, now yes <laughs> lovely thank you so much for explaining that it's it and it was very clear so I really okay. appreciate that especially because in Reiki we usually talk about the 21 day cleanse so 41 is a little bit different so thank you for for helping with that so you came to Shingon Reiki and again there are many 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 lineages of Reiki right like there is Karuna Reiki Usui Shiki Reiki, like 300 styles, well, 150, not 300. And one, so from what I hear, Shingon Reiki is putting like some esoteric Buddhism elements in it. Could you give a definition to our listeners a little bit more clear than the one I just approximated? <laughs> um, yes, uh, of course. Um, yes, there are so many lines and uh, Reiki systems today. Um I think it has much to do with Reiki uh, coming into our Western world. And um, then there have always been people who wanted to know about the origins of Reiki and they um, made researches in Japan. And uh, Mark also went to Japan as a student. So he wanted to make research about the origins of Reiki and um all these things and then he also became a monk a lay monk of tantric buddhism like Mikao Usui and he studied much the personality and biography of Mikao Usui so he wanted exactly know what kind of person was the founder of Reiki and um, Mikao Usui was really I think um um, yes, a very interesting person because he had so many interests. He loved spirituality and he knew nearly everything about spirituality. <laughs> he um, um, had so many um, things he did and but he also um, he, he loved reading about medicine and history and um, many, many subjects. And so um, Shingon Reiki tries, um, yes, to to um, that we can that we can do Reiki in our modern world, and we always ask, what would Mikao Usui do? How would he see things today? Or what would he say if he, for example, would see that? You and me, we are here connected via Zoom and the internet. 
from Germany and um, USA, then um, he probably would say, oh, that's so interesting and I'm curious. Uh, I want to try if when I see someone in the monitor and I put my hands in the camera, if there is some Reiki, if the other person can feel it because he he loved spirituality and he loved modern researches and science. And um, so in Shingon Reiki, we try um, to put these things together like Mikao Usui did it. And I often ask myself, yes, what would Mikao Usui do? Or what would he think when he would see this uh, these things today? And um, yes, one example is that in Shingon Reiki, we work a lot with um, Reiki for brain and brain areas in the second level. And one day Mikao Usui said that he is very curious, but maybe um, he will not uh, live anymore um, at the time when people know much more about the human brain. And then it would be possible with Reiki to do very very um, nice things and applications and meditations, but it's um, it's far away from me, he said. So um, yes, um, we, we tried then um, to combine with Reiki this modern researchers in psychology and um, brain research. And uh, Mark also visited um, psychology um, in university for some semesters. So um, to to get um, some knowledge about this and yes so it is um an approaching on reiki is an approach to reiki um which is very focused on mikao usui and the things mikao usui did and mikao usui also was a monk in tantric buddhism so um, we also have this shingon part so it's shingon reiki um but also um in Tantric Buddhism, we have Taoism from China because in Japan, the people wanted to know more about Buddhism and then they sent monks to China and there they had a Buddhism which was already connected, very, um, very connected with Taoism. And so we also have this um, Qigong elements and Mikao Usui also was a Qigong master. So that's, it's, it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Yes. No, it's funny. I'm thinking like you had trolled university because you were very curious about different worlds and putting them together. And sometimes in Reiki, we're like, this is Reiki and this is not. But Mikao Sui was also a person like us, you know, like because I'm also kind of like I love to mix science, reading, work, Reiki. He was a person who was very curious and mixed things that were probably at the time, you know, like, hey, why are you so interested in American science? Right. Like he was. So it's, I think it's very beautiful, like hope replicating in our own way to be curious and open about what Reiki system could be, right? And the sources. Okay, that was a little bit rambling, but it's okay. <laughs> so, sorry. No, it's just, I, I think sometimes I feel something that just say, this is the truth of Reiki. And yeah. I think there is a beauty to saying respecting the system, exploring and bringing curiosity to our practice versus just following what we think is the truth or having the absolute truth, right? Yes, yes, um, that's absolutely right. Um, I think it's it's very good to be open because Mikao Usui was also very open. And I don't think that he had 
um, 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 a masterplan for Reiki. He also experimented a lot in the years before he came to Reiki. And so I think it's good if we we are curious and we are open and connect with each other and, um, and don't say, yes, um, this is Reiki, uh, yes, but this is not. And um, also some people say, for example, yes, you have meditation, you have Qigong, you have Reiki and never um, mix it. Yes, um, do one thing and This is, I, I think it's very far away from, um, from Asian mind because they don't separate so much. Um, they, they, um, say it's, it's all connected. Um, in Reiki, you have meditation elements and Qigong elements and, um, calligraphy when, um, you, um, you practice the symbols and it's, it's all more connected. And the separation, I don't think that it exists. Um, I, I also practice a Qigong style where you have, um, of course, Taoism is, is basic, but um, then you have their Zen Buddhism and Tantric Buddhism in this Qigong style. And um, it's it's old, I think. I don't know exactly, but it's it's, it's really um, much um, also more um some hundred years <laughs> um or or thousand i don't know yes when they started um before there was um um before um they, they started with the system and then later they put buddhism on it and another buddhism um and so yes they they built these things and you can see a lot of syncretism um in in asian systems And so I think it's it's really good if we if we if we, we open our mind and hearts. Um, it's um, I, I also um, could imagine that it's um, um, part of what you are doing because you make interviews with so many people, and um, so um, it's easier that we learn to understand each other better. And and I think as long as we respect the principle, understanding we're holding the space, we're not doing the healing and respecting, you know, the core. And, and like you said, like, okay, this is Shingon Reiki because it's a little bit different. We put some different elements. This is perhaps Komyo Reiki. So like being very clear about what this lineage is, I think, you know, then we have to be open. In my experience, talking to dozens of people, people who practice constantly and mindfully and respectfully, they get to the same place be it extreme Western Reiki, extreme Japanese Reiki, somewhere in the middle, if they practice mindfully, they go to that place of light and compassion. Like there is no way around it, no matter as if they meditate with a medicine Buddha like you do, or if they just, I don't know, jump and imagine <laughs> fears of white light flying around them, right? I'm, I'm just making this up, but it's funny you say that. When I went to Japan, uh, I was in this Zen Buddhism And I learned a lot about how Shingon, no, Shingon people, the Shinto people, will actually meet with the Zen Buddhism and do actually even ceremonies together, right? They will share experiences. And oh, my monk, cool. he will always go to Tokyo. He was bored in his little town and he will go to Tokyo to meet with other monks from different Buddhism because they have like, and they were very different. In Western world, you could see, you know, like religious meetings will be people discussing who's the right God, who is right. Who's smarter? 
And I say, so do you fight? He said, no, Natalie, we drink sake and we share experiences. So as you say, sometimes we assume the Eastern religion mindset is similar to ours, but they are very open and very curious about learning other stuff and including them if they like them. Oh, that's really, really beautiful. Um, I also have seen many um, pictures where you have uh, Buddhist temples yeah. and also Shinto shrines. Yes. And um, I think it's there are also Shinto elements in Reiki. And um, yes, that's so um, it's great. And um, I think we, yes, um, we should honor this, um, this different parts and and um buddhism and shintoism and taoism and all these things who came in reiki together so um we can't say yes this is better or this is not good it's um reiki is already um a system with many components <laughs> yes no i i appreciate like bringing all of that so for those of people who may not be familiar with qigong Will you also explain a little bit very shortly what Qigong is and some of the parallels you notice with Reiki practice? I personally, like I do Iaido, which is the art of like the sword, of throwing the sword. And I there is so many parallels. Obviously, it's different. But if you could tell about Qigong a little bit. Um, yes, of course. Um, and Qigong, it is about cultivating life energy, which is called Qi in Chinese and Qi in Japan. And I started Qigong and also Tai Chi. Um, there are also sword forms in Tai Chi. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I started before uh, I came from right? Please, please. Tai Chi is actually a martial art for fighting. It comes okay. from that. I know it's very peaceful people doing it in the parks, but it's actually a martial art. Uh, yes, and um, in the origin, before people started to meditate with it, it was a very brutal method of martial arts. <laughs> so, um, yes, we can see things change. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, in Qigong, it is about that we cultivate our life energy. And um, later on, you can also learn to cultivate other energies, um, the chi which comes from the earth and the sky and you can work with with plants and crystals and so on so you have this concept of chi and in reiki you also cultivate an energy it's the reiki energy um, which um, comes from dainichi norai so it's also a cultivating system energy cultivating system and um in qigong um, after the years, I could see parallels to other methods. And um, in um, later in Qigong, you also can learn that you can um, give energy over your hands to persons or, yes, to um, animals. And um, in Qigong, this is for for people who practice already some years and um, I asked myself why and um, then uh, the master said yes you have to learn first the basics because when you start to um, uh, yes um, use this energy um, for others then it can be that you lose energy 
And it's also possible that um, under certain circumstances that the uh, used energy from um, the others can can affect you in a way. And um, so it is in many Qigong styles, um, yes, a bit difficult and you have to practice a lot before you can start with these techniques. And in Reiki, it's um, here we have a difference because from beginning we um, can put our hands um, on um, on human beings, animals, plants, and we don't have the risk through the Reiki energy that we lose own energy. And we don't have the risk that through the hands can some energy come in, which we don't want or don't need. And um, so it's, in my experience, a good thing if you combine Qigong and Reiki, because um, they are both energy cultivating systems. They are related to each other. And we know that Mikao Usui was a very famous Qigong master um, in Japan. So it's not true if people say that these are two completely different things. Um, they are not. And um, we can see that there are many benefits if we combine it. And Qigong also helps us to understand Reiki better because um, I think that maybe um, when Reiki came in the West, there was a bit forgotten about these Qigong parts in Reiki. and. Um, this Qigong helps us, these elements, that we can be better uh, channel the Reiki energy because, of course, we have uh, these initiations, but that's not enough. We have to train and Qigong helps us to train. And through these movements we have in Qigong, we become much more permeable for energies because um, when we don't when we don't move all the day, then our uh, body is so stiff and we are just, <laughs> then we are not, um, energy cannot circulate um, in, a, in a good way in us. And through practicing Qigong, um, it's, we, we um, develop also a sense for energy so that we can feel it. If you train Qigong for some months or years, then you know how it feels if the energy comes in your body and you can move it through the body. And so um, I think um, it's good if we remember to train um, Reiki with, with movements from, from Qigong. And um, I also have uh, read that Mikao Usui said that it's very important for Reiki practitioners to meditate, but also that they have exercises with movements like in Qigong or in martial arts, um, because um, that's very important for spiritual development, he said. Yes. I, I no, I, I like very much what you said. There are two things I want to highlight. Uh, first of all, yes, Mikosu was born in a samurai family. And when we say that, it feels like the samurai was like four or five hundreds ago. But when he was born, samurais were still ruling the country for a couple of years. So he was exposed with that. And that's why martial arts, like we get so many insights from martial arts or movement like uh, practices like Qigong. But also, I think it's something very important you said. 
in Qigong, you learn to train, right? And practice. I think in Reiki, we get a training, which is a day, two days. Now we have like longer trainings being a little bit of trend. But then you're not, we train people like these are the techniques, but we don't train them to practice, right? We don't, as a Reiki practitioner, like I really, my daily practice really became strong when I had started doing martial arts and I had the discipline. And also I started, my sensei trains me to be able to practice by myself, right? And there is an emphasis, if you don't practice, there is no way you can learn how to do the freaking sword things. <laughs> I think what you said from Qigong or for me, in my case, from Yaido, is like, it's not just the training, it's the daily training, the daily practice that also you need. And yes, moving that body, right? Because if we are stiff, there is no energy moving for sure. <laughs> but I think learning the discipline of practice, learning how to feel energy in your body, learning how to have insights reflected on it, I think that comes in my part a lot from martial arts. And I think it's something perhaps as teachers, we can like start to impart more and more on our students on the Reiki side. Hopefully. Um, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I think um, this is very important. What you, what you said, because Mikao Usui, he came from a samurai family. So of course he knew a lot about martial arts and the different styles and, um, um, he he knew that it is important that you also have um, a healthy body, and um, I think sometimes um, here in in our Western world we often think spirituality is so much about the soul and the mind, but um, we forget the body. But um, for the samurai or also for the Taoists, it was so important that you train the body because the body is a part there of their spiritual concept and um, you cannot uh, forget the body in this. <laughs> no, I, I love what you just said about the importance of the body. I think sometimes we want to be one with the universe, but we cannot. We don't know how to be one with our bodies, right? Yes, yes. The body is the universe. like. If you're not one with your body, how can you be one with everything else, right? So I, I have a joke like no body, no enlightenment. Like, yes. <laughs> like you cannot be enlightened if you don't work with the body because it's, you know, it's it's where it happens. It's where the transformation happens, right? Yes, yes. Um, the old Taoists um, made pictures where you see the body and they thought that the body is the universe in um, a smaller form so it's beautiful in, uh, yes yes and they said it's um, holy and um, they also thought that there are um, yes uh, gods and and spirits in the body parts and so that the body is it's holy and um, it is um, 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 a miniature of of the universe so <laughs> really really um like you said i i love that because we all there is that part of because we where he always says like the universe is us we are the universe and you know it sounds I, sometimes i post it and some people post comments like you're an egomaniac you're not the universe but now and they were not my words they're actually from like the practice but now that you say that i it's kind of clear where that influence that you know i am one with the universe the universe is in me it comes from that influence of Taoist thinking the universe is is in your some is that uh, sorry your body is a small version of the universe yes yes i i think so yeah <laughs> well, that's beautiful i i think sometimes we interpret 
some Reiki elements with our Western mind and we need to always pause. And as you said, like how, how will Mikao Sui think that, but also what was he influenced? And understand they had a totally like the spiritual mindset of the East is very different than ours. Yes, and it's completely not different. better words, you know, like it works for different people, right? But it's but yeah, but judging some concepts from a Western mind, sometimes we dismiss things that we shouldn't, or like this person who kept like harassing me that I was an egomaniac because I posted literally Mikado Sui saying. So next <laughs> thanks to you, I'll be like, check the Taoist. You know, I'll be able to answer that back with some wisdom instead of just like trying to be kind and, and let it go. Thank you so much for that. And but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I think you have given us so much beautiful things, you know, like again, where does this come from? Always stopping before we judge something. Remember, we're Western. What would like a Japanese person in the 1920s think of this, right? That importance of the body, of moving, healthy body, and also discipline daily training. So I really, really appreciate. Uh, all the wisdom you share with us. I have one last question. And the same way, because you started with this, so I love that we are coming around uh, from the beginning. You started and when you saw spiritual people doing healing, you said, this is, they're very elevated. This is not me, regular person on earth, right? Yes. <laughs> ironically, someone watching you today may feel exactly the same way. Like Aileen, yeah, she meditates with the medicine Buddha. She healed herself from this sickness. I'm not as elevated as Aileen. So I try to, at the end of my podcast interviews, always ask for a Reiki oops, uh, a teachable <laughs> lesson, something that made you smile or laugh, or actually you're very ashamed that day, but then became a, like a story you tell your students. And if you could share one with us, so they understand we're all very human, no matter how long we've been practicing Reiki. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, I... Um... I really can't imagine that someone uh, thinks that I am so, uh, yes, so far away from a normal human being because I, for myself, I think I'm very, very normal. But I know what you <laughs> what you mean and I want what what you wanted to say. Um, I um, was not uh, a fast learner in in Reiki. I'm always a very slow learner. Also in Qigong and in meditation and also in sword art, um, I always need really a lot of time and much more time than other people. And at the beginning, um, my symbols in Reiki and also the mantras, it was a mess. And I thought, I will never learn it. I always needed the manual. And when I thought, now I knew the mantra. And then, um I forgot it and then I thought oh no <laughs> and then I started again and had to to read it and then I thought now I knew it and I will never forget and then I forgot again and um so the start was uh was difficult for me also because of my situation my health situation and um yes um I always thought oh no yes I'm so old <laughs> <laughs> but um i i didn't give up i i learned that it's it's important that we practice and so i practiced and i practiced and i practiced and this is what i would um tell everyone who who asked me what shall i do when i want to be a reiki practitioner and i would say practice and 
never say you cannot do something, just do it and do it as, at your best. And yes, practice, it will become better after some time. And um, this was the case. Um, so I cannot say that, yes, I started with Reiki and everyone, yes, uh, could see that I'm pure awesomeness, like in Kung Fu Panda <laughs> or something like this. It was not the case. It was just um, um, a really normal Reiki student and I'm a very slow learner. And um, yes, I... Of course, practice, but I also had times when I was really too lazy to do it. And then I could see, okay, no progress without training. And this was also part um, of my Reiki way. And um, yes, um, sometimes I also had some doubts. Yes, because um, I thought, I don't know, maybe it's, it's so spiritual. Um, where's the logic and, and these things? Because I'm a historian and I also had inner resistances. And um, yes, um, it, it was, um, it is um, still, it is a, a path away, a journey. And um, yes, I cannot say that I'm, enlightened yet because I have normal problems like like every normal person I have problems and I think that everyone uh, has has problems and um, um, yes some people think that they have to be perfect when they are Reiki practitioners and they have to be perfect when they are Reiki masters and then um, some of them start that they uh, make a show because they think they need the show. And I think this is very sad because they cannot be um, like they are. And um, Reiki, for me, um, it is not you make a first level, second level, third level in, I don't know, some month or year. And then you are enlightened and you got your certificate and congratulations. Um, but I see many people um, who think this because others told them that this is the case. And um, I can say from my experience, Reiki is a path and a journey. And it's um, it's for my whole life, I will develop myself and there will be transformations. And yes, there will be good times and bad times. It's natural. And um, I always um, think about um, the Buddhist sentence that the lotus flower um, comes out from the mud. And um, if there wouldn't be any mud, then no lotus flower. This would be a serious problem for the lotus if there wouldn't be any any mud. So um, I think it's good if we learn that we can say, yes, we have, every human being has weaknesses and we develop and we work with these things and we don't have to be, to be perfect um, because um, this is, um, 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 a wrong, wrong picture of Reiki and Reiki practitioners if um, all other people think yes they are um, not normal human beings then um, 
yes, um, this this would not be good in my opinion. And um, it's funny because some weeks ago, I met a mentor of mine and um, a teacher. And um, he asked me that there was a time in my life when I experimented a lot and um, then I went to this coach and to this teacher and this spiritual guide but at the end um, I came to him and um, then he asked me why did you come to me um, and why did you want to learn from me because I am not perfect absolutely not and you have seen so many coaches and teachers and then I said yes because you are not perfect and because you told me that you are not perfect <laughs> and um, this was something you you just are like you are and this is for me something where I can say um, mm, yes um, I can learn something from this person because the person is um, just like he is And um, other people told me, I am so wise, I am so perfect, I never uh, make mistakes. And then when I, um, yes, observed them for a while and went to the meditations and trainings, then I could see that this was not the case and this was not what I wanted for myself. So I think it's it's good to have some... Yes, um, we, we, we don't have to be perfect. Yes, we have um, a lifetime where we can develop and um, go our spiritual path. And there is no need for, for any show. And um, I, I also think now that I like um, mangas and animes from Japan very much because I think in many stories there is a lot of wisdom. And um, there... Also, the most powerful and wisest characters, they always have normal problems and weaknesses. And I think that's that's great. <laughs> I, I so appreciate um, what you just said, because I do think people think they have to show up this very calm, almost like distant figure. And only that people expect it sometimes from you. You know, it's like I remember one friend told me, like, you cannot wear leather jackets and red lipstick now that you're a Reiki master. Like so, I think it's it's an imposition of society. And we're actually, I think, what makes us good as teachers or practitioners is being very human, right? Because then we can actually support people through their humanity yes. as well. You know, it's and and the other thing is like if I gave you enlightenment but giving you a training or Reiki master, I will not charge you what I charge you. I will charge you a lot more if I could have that power, right? Imagine if like an attunement could get enlightened people. First of all, I'll be giving them for free, perhaps to everyone, so we don't have yeah. war. Um, this, this is, um, yes, I think, um, yeah, that's, um, not, this is a bit a strange concept. So, um, I, um, I think it's, it's really a path and a way. And like you said, it would be, um, yes, um, it's, it's good if we, if we can really support people, um, um, when we would be so, um, If we would be gods and half gods, then um, what should we have to do with normal people? Yes, um, I think um, this has also much to do with this bodhisattva concept um, in Buddhism, because a bodhisattva um, has to do with people 
and um, is not out of this world. <laughs> I love this. Thank you so, so much. I, I really, really appreciate you taking the time and sharing and being so open with your practice and your life. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so happy that I could be here with you today. And uh, I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you, you too. Thank you for listening to the Dive into Reiki podcast. You can read a full transcript of today's interview at diveintoreiki.com slash blog. If you found this episode helpful, please hit the subscribe button, leave me a review, or just share it with your friends. It makes all the difference. Thank you. Gracias. Merci. Thank you.